You tell anyone today that Toto won the Grammy Awards for both Record of the Year and Album of the Year in 1983, and they'll say, who's Toto? Or, who the fuck cares? But let's pretend you found someone who knows Toto and does care. They'll probably say something like, oh yeah, it's probably because of their hit song Africa, and they'd be dead wrong. See, in 1982, the world was going nuts for what is best known today as maybe the third best Toto song if we really have to think of a third Toto song. That song was written by Toto's primary songwriter, David Paik, but it was named after fellow band member Steve Pocaro's girlfriend of the time. Quote, It was about a high school love, one of my first loves, but I just tagged another woman's name on there because she was going at the time with Steve Pocaro, my best friend. He had just met her and was looking to title a song with her name, and it just fit perfectly for that song right there. So it's got her name on it, but it's really about another high school sweetheart, which is how songs happen sometimes, said Paik. This was the truth that eventually came out, but at the time of the song's release, everyone in the group pretended it was about Pocaro's girlfriend at the time, who was a famous actress. This actress also played along with the bit when interviewed, claiming the song was inspired by, quote, my showing up at 4 a.m. bringing them juice and beer at their sessions, end quote. Combine this hot bit of celeb gossip with a drum shuffle pattern so iconic it got its own name, and you got a piece of music that was on the mind of musicians and the general public alike. The track was popular, staying at the number two spot on the Billboard chart for five weeks, where the only songs to beat it were Don't You Want Me by Human League and Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Makes sense, those are both objectively better songs. However, the Grammys are a subjective organization, not an objective one, and that's why the single release of this Toto track earned the band Record of the Year and put their album, Toto 4, into the best album of the year spot. That same album won Toto the producer of the year award as well, since the band had self-produced the album. All this praise for a song that doesn't even name check the Kilimanjaro. That's right, we're talking Rosanna by Toto on Lover Me. That's right, it's Lover Me, the only podcast that compares famous love songs to their many cover versions to find out which one could ever care for me. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined by my compromised co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex. I am selling secrets. You are, yeah. It's Podcast uh, secrets, I'm selling them to the USSR. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the now defunct USSR, you're selling it to they're, sleepers. They're, uh, I think they're going to make a comeback, I really... Yeah, they're coming back. <laughs> I really do, yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to their leader being in a a new Pizza Hut ad. (laughs) Looking forward to Pizza Hut surviving long enough. Um, Speaking of things that have survived long enough, Toto. Toto, yeah. I mean, I don't think they put an album out since 2015, but that's awfully recent. That's more recent than what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Um, Let me double check that. No, you're right. I'm looking at the title page right now. Toto 14. They have one in 2018. Oh, shit, really? It's not on title, I'll tell you that. No, I don't know what's going on with this. Anyway, let's not worry about this. We can't Um, worry too much. I'm more worried about the fact that Toto fucking numbers their shit like their Final Fantasy. But not all of them. But only kind of, because like this is Toto 4, but they have like Toto, then they have two other albums, and then they have Toto 4. We gotta stop for a moment here. Toto did the soundtrack for the original Dune film? I do remember hearing about that. Insane. Okay, so Toto, Alex, we've talked about these guys before. Africa, I think most people, like, the the casual, like, consensus on this band is that they're just kind of, like, a group that had one novelty hit, Africa. 
That's going to be the big one. I mean, the I, I remember hearing them on classic rock radio growing up, mm-hmm. but obviously not everyone is, you know, tuned into classic rock radio all the time. No, and nobody's listening to CJ92 or uh, Jack FM. Q107 was Q107, my big one. Q107, that's the big one. Um, uh, back when... Was the big one. It was. I don't... I think they still exist. I don't know what they do uh, yeah, anymore. Yeah, I don't think they're as big, though. No. Hopefully not. Um, yeah, but, fuck those guys. Q? <laughs> Q? Like... From Star Trek? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Um, so I remember it was basically like this song and Hold the Line and and maybe Africa? Definitely Africa. I don't even remember hearing it on the I'll radio. I'll tell you this. I, w- I don't remember Roseanne until I was already a man. Yeah, you weren't super familiar with this song. I remember talking about it and you were like, why do you care about this Toto song? I know, because you, you're a fucking lunatic. You're like, dude, this... You, much like Steve Pokara, believe this to be, quote, the ultimate Toto song. Have I said that? <laughs> no, I don't know, but I would believe you to say that. I do like this song. <laughs> I don't know if it's the ultimate... It's not, I mean, I think I like Hold the Line better. I think Hold the Line is much better. I also oh. think Africa's way better. <laughs> yeah, is Africa way better than this? Maybe. I mean, Africa does have a lot of things going for it meme wise um but toto's an interesting band right i mean yeah. they they have like a interesting history that you'd think would put them in line with certain other groups that i think maybe it doesn't it let me elucidate because they yeah. like they were big like studio guys you know they mm-hmm. played with a lot of uh, you know f- with and for a lot of other artists and they kind of got together themselves yes and that's i mean that's the sort of thing you hear it, for bands like the band is kind of that right right they were the backing band for everybody and that's why they eventually just called themselves the band yeah and but then i feel like the band kind of transcended that whereas i like toto but i feel like they never really transcended being toto secondary. is like the wrecking crew if the wrecking crew weren't also great solo musicians yeah because they're great studio musicians and i think they are like and their being great in the studio is what led to them being a middling success. They kind because of I've, don't they don't really have like the songwriting chops. Not quite, but they do have the, the they're a jam band that knew to cut tracks down to five minutes. That's what saved them in the long run, I think. I guess so. even listening to Rosanna, it's like <laughs> it's a bit all over the place. It's a bit all over the place. And it's mostly like prog rock jam. It's just like yeah, and like I say, songwriting, like the music is there, you know. Mm-hmm. At least for their hits, I can't really comment on their other album tracks. Listen, I can comment on three Toto tracks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had three in the bank here. So I think that's all you need. Maybe I don't know. Maybe um, I will remember is crazy good. Is that their like fourth one? That's, that's the on fourth their, yeah. one on their top tracks. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I really don't know. Yeah. So, so you're right. They have like all of the origin story makings of like so many other hit bands, but they are just missing some kind of like some sensibility, some fire. Yeah, which seems that, weird that to say because over the edge. It seems weird to say that, right? Just because they were successful. It's not like they had this happen and everyone's like, whatever. You know, they yeah. had hit songs. Yeah, this is off Toto Four. Yeah, the fourth Toto album. <laughs> like they were going, um, and they had good ideas too. Like I like mm-hmm. some of their songs, obviously. Um, and then we've already also talked about the the shuffle. We'll get more into that later. But yeah, the Rosanna the, shuffle. Yeah, the Rosanna shuffle, which is pretty cool. A uh, little drum pattern. Yeah, it is. I remember like working that out one time and being like, oh, this is not even, I thought it was in 12 eighths time and then realized that it was just that like triplet, like triplet shuffle thing. 
Yeah, it's but, uh, it's based on two other shuffles. Yeah. Um, kind of sucks for our, our drummer here, who is uh, Jeff Pocaro, the the younger brother of Steve. Yeah, I believe he's the younger brother. But like these other shuffles, they name that it's influenced by the Purdy Shuffle. Um, and the Bo Diddley beat and things like that are named after the person who like made it famous. Right. And then fucking Jeff here gets jacked by Rosanna. Like it's like, it's the Rosanna shuffle. He's like, okay, I made it. Yeah. (laughs) But we care about Rosanna. And I feel like that's part of it. Like Toto, to my knowledge, doesn't have. You know, and this is true of a lot of bands, mm-hmm. but like, there's no like Toto members, or I'm like, oh man, that parkour. You know, they're not, they don't have like the the personality for like the pop thing, right? No, they don't have their front man in that sense. Exactly, and that's like again comparing them to the Wrecking Crew. Like, you know, the Wrecking Crew as this like nebulous organization. Yeah. You also know names like Glenn Campbell, and you're like, okay, that dude has solo hits and like is a famous country musician. But yeah. like with these guys, it's like. Bobby Kimball? Like Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like the one of the one of the versions he's on one of the cover versions and I like, yeah. Googled Bobby Kimball. Not <laughs> like being like, ah, it's just this random guy. And it's like, no, he was on the original track. No, yeah, he's the he's the lead vocalist <laughs> yeah. for the original track. Oh, one okay. of the lead vocals. But yeah, they're very technically skilled, and so like they managed to push that as far as they could get, which is further than most bands ever go yeah so congratulations so to they these did guys. a good job and uh yeah they got some good song and i mean africa was a huge meme song a couple years back yeah which, I don't, it's just been a popular song for years true but i feel and like, like there's a while where it was just like you know it's a big meme it was yeah it was big in, in and that's because of the whole weezer thing which we talked that's why we talked about the song fucking like, true that's why we ago. talked about it a long time ago Three or four, it might have been closer to five years ago, but but we talked about that, and it was because Weezer people, some some young girl wanted Weezer to play a song, and then Weezer play, has a, a joke Africa. to play Africa, yeah, and then Weezer as a joke plays this song. They record Rosanna, yeah, and then because we just peer pressured Weezer, they eventually release Africa and a bunch of other half baked covers. <laughs> I recall we discussed them. We did discuss them in detail, um, or at least the Africa one, yeah. But, uh, so Alex, you like Rosanna? You think this is a great song? Top three Toto songs. Definitely top three Toto songs. Hands down. Easily. Uh, this um, is in my top three Toto songs. Fuck yeah, for sure. I guess we've already covered that, so let's just talk about lyrics here, Alex. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, lyrics. about these. They open up like this. All I want to do when I wake up in the morning is see your eyes, Rosanna, Rosanna. I never thought that a girl like you could ever care for me, Rosanna. Um, all I want to do in the middle of the evening is hold you tight, Rosanna, Rosanna. I didn't know you were looking for more than I could ever than be. Than I could ever be. Yeah. So the, this verse, we kind of get into the story of Rosanna, which is, you know, straightforward and like vague, right? Cause it's yeah, not straightforward like, love song with like, quote unquote, a twist at the end of this verse. Yeah. Where we said like, he's really into her. All he wants to do is like stare into eyes. Uh, stare into her eyes, stare into each other's eyes, I guess. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to, for just one person to stare into another person's eyes. I guess, unless that person is like comatose. Yeah. Um, and like, oh, I can't imagine, I couldn't imagine this would ever happen. But then at the end, it's like, but I couldn't like handle it. Right. Like, you're too good for me. Yeah, because she leaves him is like the, the subtext here. Yeah. But like everything up to that sounds like it's a relationship in progress. Mm-hmm. All I want to do when I wake up in the morning is see your eyes. I never thought a girl like you could ever care for me. Care seems active. It doesn't seem passive. 
um, all I want to do in the middle of the evening is hold you tight. He kind of displays the whole day. He's like, oh, I want to do is be in love with you all the time, Rosanna. And then we get the like subtle, I didn't know you were looking for more than I could ever be. It's like, oops, I wasn't enough. Yeah. And that's sad. It's a sad thing. Yeah. Um, which leads us into the pre-chorus. Not quite a year since she went away, Rosanna. Yeah. Now she's gone, and I have to say. Meet you all the way. Rosanna, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and that's sort of, we go from the end of the previous verse into the pre-chorus where it elucidates a little more. You know, she left about a year ago. Like, it's been a while, too. He's still thinking about her. Yeah. Um, and then as we go into the chorus, as you met, you know, it's meet you all the way, Roseanne. Like, he wants her back. Yeah, and he's, and willing, he's willing to, to do, do whatever it takes, right? According to the genius annotation, it's yeah. like a, they say interpolation, but I think it's actually an extrapolation of the idiom to meet you halfway. Uh, so the idea is like, oh, I won't even, you won't even need to meet me halfway. Like, I'm going all the way yeah and it plays into the previous line i didn't know you were looking for more than i could ever be right so theoretically to be with him she would have to compromise what she was looking for right but he's saying like you don't have to i can be that yeah he's like it's been a year and you know i've thought about it for a bit i'm just gonna fucking give her whatever she wants yeah which is like if your friend if your friend said this to you, he's like, listen, dude, I'm still hurting from that breakup. I think I'm just gonna do whatever for her. They'd be like, dude, she left. Pump, just pump like, the brakes, brother. <laughs> pump the brakes. Give it up. <laughs> do something like get a hobby for a bit. Like maybe just work on yourself. But he's like, nah, I'm gonna meet Roseanne all the way. Have you played the new Mario? Yeah, Try play the, the new, new Mario, Mario, maybe. It's it's a great time. Uh it's Come on, Bowser turns into a floating Bowser castle. Bowser turns into a castle? I haven't played the new Mario yet. You gotta play the new Mario, Alex. It is, and I say this without irony, wonderful. It's a great game. Ah. See, because you you play the game, you'll figure it out. That one one will hit you on the way home, folks. Uh, (laughs) We come to verse two. I can see your face still shining through the window on the other side. Rosanna, Rosanna. I didn't know like that a girl like you can make me feel so sad. Rosanna. Um, so yeah, we get like a, just like a, an image of what is either like, like genius suggests it's like, maybe this was when the breakup was happening or it's just like an image he remembers of seeing her on the other side of a window. Like it could be. Yeah. It's the imagery of like, I don't know. Yeah. There, you know, there, there's something between them, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the important thing, whether Mm -hmm. or not this physically happened or not. Or, like, I'm thinking of, like, two people sitting on trains going in opposite directions and, like, glancing for a second, you know? Right. I don't know why I'm thinking of that specifically. It kind of makes me think of, like, the part in in five years where he sees the person at the the fucking malt shop or whatever, sipping on milkshakes, cool and long. So, maybe that kind of, like, first moment, too. On an ice cream parlor. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is, an ice cream parlor. Drinking, well, you're just, like, watching, right? Yeah. But also, her face is shining, you know, she's a light. He's yeah, very, so she, thinks she, of her very incredible. positively. Yeah. Um, and you feel interesting. I didn't know that a girl like you could make me feel so sad, but he also thinks quite highly of her. Didn't think that you would ever care for me. But yeah. He's like, but I also didn't think you could break my heart. Exactly. So maybe that does reflect that. That kind of plays to like a. He's like, I just I remember first seeing you through the window, 
who knew that you would cause me so much pain is maybe the the read on that those two lines yeah i guess so like that's kind of like at that time you know i would Mm -hmm. never have thought that this could ever happen yeah this shining face could make me such a little sad boy oh yes because it's so positive yeah Mm -hmm. that makes sense it's a little contrast there um nevertheless you know he's he's again mostly just talking about how great rosanna is yeah uh and then he says all i want to tell you is now you'll never ever have to compromise rosanna rosanna i never thought that losing you could ever hurt so bad yeah which is kind of ties in again with the chorus right meet you all the way like you don't have to compromise i am gonna do whatever you want basically yeah he's just like listen whatever it is i'm gonna do it the yeah. song is a little, like, the narrator is a bit pathetic. It's definitely, it's not even, like, a positive way to go about a relationship, right? It's like... No. It's it's not communicative, and it's like, oh, it's probably not sustainable either. Certainly um, not. But, you know, that's one of the things they mention in the description, and I think you said, was like, when I say the description, but one of the things they've said in interviews... Is like it's about it like a teenage romance, right? Yeah, it was about one of his first loves. Yeah, so I guess it is meant to reflect his teenage mindset then. So it's definitely like oh, like in the moment of like I feel so bad and like I'll do whatever you want, but it's not a sustainable idea. But it's the sort of thing you might go through when you're yeah. Hurting. I guess just most like songs when they portray that angle, they they really lean into the like pathetic nature of it. Whereas, like, Toto's like, what if we put brass behind it? Right, it's so, like, <laughs> triumphant. And it's like, yes, this is a great idea. This like, it feels fun. like I'm, it I'm going to meet music, you right? all the way. Like, the chorus, the biggest moment is, like, meet you all the way. Ba-na-na. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, should we be yeah. that stoked about this? <laughs> yeah, it's so exciting. Uh, it's funny. It is funny. It's, it's, a, it's a bizarre song. Um, I never thought that losing you could ever hurt so bad. That's kind of a diss, though, isn't it? It kind of is, right? <laughs> didn't think it... But, I mean, the first one makes sense. Like, didn't know the girl like you, someone so positive, you know, could, yeah. could hurt me like this. Uh, mm-hmm. But then also, I didn't realize that losing you would be so such a bad thing. And maybe, like, again, yeah, that's just like sure a young person easy. thing. Like, I didn't realize mm. that losing you could... Like, losing anyone could hurt so yeah, bad. Yeah, I was just like, I, I thought love. love was light and easy. But, yeah. phew, as it turns out... Not so it's not much. even breezy. It's not even breezy. Not quite a year. So then we hit the chorus and shit again. Um, that's then that's really it. Meet you all the way. Or was it like yeah? It's two lyrics. verses. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of other stuff. And a lot of fucking jam band shit. <laughs> um. So we open with yeah, this. Let's uh, talk about this, that jam band shit. Let's talk about that jam band shit. We open with the uh, the the Rosanna shuffle. The Rosanna Shuffle, yes, the Rosanna Shuffle. So you said it's you, there are two other rhythms you mentioned. Yes, um, I also saw it referring to right the Purdy Shuffle. Uh, yeah. There's also um, Fool in the Rain. The yes, the the shuffle beat used in Fool in the Rain, the Led Zeppelin song. Uh, That's right. Pretty good Led Zeppelin song. Quite a quite a good beat. I'm quite a fan of that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bo Diddley beat, and apparently. Oh, right. So the, the Purdy, Purdy Shuffle, Shuffle is used the example, in the Steely Dan song, Home yeah, at Last. Home at Last, which Which also, he was listening to at the time. Yes, which uh, also a really good song. Fan yeah. of that song, too. Uh, Steely Dan, Asia, good stuff. Check Asia, it out. It's a great album. Check it out, folks. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's cool shuffle. A little, like, triplet. It's fast, but it's halftime. But that's shuffle for you. You gotta shuffle. 
Um, and just not to, I don't know, I may have jumping ahead of us, but like, it's got to be difficult. And I say that because a lot of the other bands don't do it completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I assume it is a difficult thing to do. And for it to be that iconic, for people to be like, it's the Rosanna Shuffle. Like, it has to be. Yeah, and then you don't do the Rosanna Shuffle is too difficult. It's too something, difficult. I assume. Or, I don't know. He's a good drummer, yeah. is the point. I, again, yeah, we're talk- like, kind of, we talked about this already, but like these guys are studio musicians. They're very technically skilled. Yeah. And their technical prowess definitely comes through on this track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you open with that. I remember playing this. Uh, we were we were we were overseas in Italy and debating, of course, the best Toto song. <laughs> the only topic we ever debate. Yeah. And friend of us, enemy of the podcast, uh, Jacob McLeod. <laughs> ha- we like had him listen to these because he was like kind of the he was the swing vote and all this. And I was like, you know what? Maybe he likes Rosanna. And like the shuffle comes on, he was like, "Oh yeah, like this is he's into it." He's like, "This is actually pretty interesting." And then like the vocals kicked in, he was like, "Nah, get this shit out of here." (laughs) (laughs) I remember, I remember that debate at like midnight in Rome. (laughs) Yeah, the most important thing. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "I'm going to bed," and you're like, "Hold up, (laughs) I got a question for you." (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes, good times. In the in the city of Romans, Romans. That's where they keep them. <laughs> That's where they keep them. That's where they uh, unlock. So we get the drums, and then we whip into this. Uh, like a lot of like good rhythm elements. Has been in and in and in. Yeah, that's on the piano. On the piano. So as far as I know, the chord is just it's basically just going between like a major, a sus two, and a sus four, and you kind of just go between those three. Now, what's so sus about these? What's so sus about these? I mean, what is a sus chord? Is that or I'm just making that, a joke but for joke the about Z's being suspicious use, yeah. yeah what's going on with these chords so you can't trust them you can't trust like what them are they doing else. like are, are they major are they minor you, uh, i don't know yeah are they augmented we, that's not even really we can't a, go on together with saying, suspicious yeah. chords i'm always saying you know <laughs> with suspicious chords um Sus, but man. yeah, so you've got sus those two chords sometimes. There's sus four sometimes. Yeah, doing that thing. So that's pretty cool yeah. too. The bass kind of phoning it in. It really is just root notes here. At this point, and then the guitar as well. It's kind of muted and like rounded, and it's playing like ding ding ding. Yeah, it just kind of like ekes out of the mix. We start with one singer. I don't remember which one is which, but they they shift the the lead shift. So it's Steve Lukather here, Lukather. Play singing uh, the lower part, right? Yeah, and then we shift, and this is actually a key change shift too. When we get to Bobby Kimball's higher parts, it goes yeah. from G major to F major. Yeah, it's quite a jump too. Well, I mean, for me, who's not a trained vocalist and don't, doesn't have like a terribly wide vocal range, yeah, it's tough to sing both parts. Again, we said it enough time. Like these guys are technical musicians; they're yeah. they're pretty fucking skilled. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, right on. I never thought that a girl like you could ever care for me. So oh, yeah, we kind of get like a a, a a a gradual transition. Not that gradual, but a little. It's bit. a pretty one, sharp. Like, it is sharp. There's a little dun, bit that dun. happens before because on. I never mm-hmm. thought that a girl like you could ever care for me. And then like then the guitar switches to these open chords instead of muting it. 
just yeah. briefly, but then it changes back, right? And then you get the no, not that part. You get the no, because the we're talking about the shift just to the higher yeah. Uh, yeah. register here. Dun, That's straight dun, up like right, two, two fucking right? ham and organ stings, and then we're we're in the mix. Yes, for that, dun, dun. and then the organs holding that like afterwards, right? Yeah, we get the sustain. Um, and then that's where you also get the distorted guitar chords, only for a bit. Like, so we get those little hints, right? Yeah, just filling out the background, a little extra distortion. Um, so yeah, those little elements. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good technique. It's pretty solid production on this, I think. It's, listen, total, not just solid production, Alex. These were the producers of the fucking year. Yeah, of the year, maybe even the best of the whole yeah. year. Yeah, the in best. Nineteen eighty-two. In 1982, with the award ceremony, of course, being in 1983. Yeah, sometimes it's messed up, though, because I was looking up Record of the Year. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, uh, the song Graceland mm-hmm. by uh, Paul Simon. This isn't, yes. this isn't production. This is just Record of the Year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One in 1988, but I'm pretty sure it came out in 1986. And like, I don't know how they made that work. Yeah, I guess depending on when it came out in 86. And yeah, I've, I've seen when, like, researching stuff sometimes. It's like, it won it, like, five years later. You're like, how? Uh, but <laughs> sometimes there's, some there's a re-release or something. Yeah, August 1986, the album comes out. So, like, how do they justify that for... Yeah, that's definitely not after the cutoff. No, certainly not. And even if it was, that's an extra year tacked onto that. So anyway, weird yeah. stuff. Maybe fucking eighty seven was just a shit year for music. They're like, I don't know, give it to Graceland. <laughs> like, just give it to Graceland. We should have given it to it last year. I don't know. We what were we thinking? It's, <laughs> yeah. That's they they were high on just all the random fucking records of the year they picked. They're like, Can we do uh like, what is it even, again? what's the difference between record of the year and song of the year anyway? Who knows? Yeah, well, record of the year, I think, can be a song or an album. Can it be an album? Yeah, because it's record of the year. I know, so can, but I thought it was specifically for a song. I don't think so. Okay. Because when they're, they're saying record of the year, they're saying, because for, uh, for Toto, it was the single that won. It was the single release of Oh, so not Rosanna. even version. Yeah. It was the, like, three-minute, the 359 version. Record of the Year is awarded for a single or for one track from an album. Uh, song of the Year is also awarded for a single or individual track, but the recipient of this award is the songwriter who actually wrote the lyrics. Okay, whereas the award goes to the performing artist, producer, recording engineer, and or mixer for Record of the Year. Ah, so Song of the Year is like just lyrics, basically. Yeah, so we talked fucking like a thousand years ago about Hall and Oates, and I think, uh, I believe it was John Oates who said like, a song is not the recording. Yeah. And so the Grammys make that distinction as well. Okay. Fair enough. Though I doubt you could submit uh, just like just lyrics, lyrics and, um, and like some melody notations to the Grammys like, and be like, best song of the best fucking song? year. Yeah, yeah. Best song? Like you would have to have recourse. So yeah, it is stupid, but hey. Hmm. All this to say, um, so we, what happens next is so we kind of do a crazy thing on this where it's like the verse has its own build up because we yeah. get the switch from lead vocalists and then the pre-chorus is actually a, a build down we get very quiet yeah very do a intimate. big breakdown the shuffle drops out like the drums go to this straight forward four four bass, bass is just playing eighth notes yeah with these massive hand drums if you watch the music video those yeah i see oh i saw ass, the drums yeah 
and so yeah, we switched to that, and then like we got harmonies, and they're like, not quite you. Yeah, they're kind of like whispering, but it's like sort of not whispering, but like sing whispering. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a softer touch than yeah. what we just came from in the in the verse. And that's yeah, snaps like you implied. Yes, and then we get the fucking big stings, the big like crash on the drums, gu- guitar distortion, and then yeah, this big lead in. Horns. Yeah, the horns are so sharp, so tight yes. here. I wasn't sure. Like, I don't. I feel like eighty two doesn't have good enough synthesizers for that to be synthesized. No, they have. So if you look, there's like a whole. There's almost as many guest musicians as there are Toto members on this track. Yeah, I believe that. I you guess I didn't Lenny, look at the credits. Lenny Castro on percussion, conga. Tom Scott and Jim Horn on saxophones. Gary Grant on trumpet, as well as Jerry Hay. And Jerry Hay did the horn arrangements. You got James Panko, named after the yeah. breadcrumbs, yeah, the breadcrumbs. Uh, <laughs> on, on the trombone, trombone. On the and Tom Kelly on backing vocals. Yeah, so like they got a whole brass section, super tight. But very exciting transition. Meet you all the way. Back into yeah, the well, first we get just like Good an intru- instrumental ride on it. They they show us what's going to happen just with keys and the guitar. Oh yeah, and that little sting that we keep doing that, folks. That's Rosanna. That's, yeah, fits right in there. It they is. gotcha. It does yeah. This so this is cool. So it's kind of like three parts to each line in the chorus, right? Yeah. So you get the meet you all the, all way. the way. You get your lyrics, Da-na-na. your piano chords, there's bass, then the three notes, da-na-na, and then that goes up, and then three two note sings, da-na, 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 you know, that brings yeah. you down. And it's every like other a, time you get Rosanna, yeah. Like your basic like plot line, or it's just like it's like climbing a mountain, man. We go up, yep. we stay up there, we come back down. Come back down. Yeah, that's your curve, man. That's your curve, baby. Uh, the bass really pops here too. There's a little more bass. Yes, playing. finally the bass is putting some work in. Yeah, it's really cool sound. Yeah, he's got a good tone coming out. He's doing a little bit of grooving, not a ton, but he's doing it. He's we cook into the next verse with a bit yep. of energy behind us. Yeah, we got that. Uh, uh, that organ things. is in the mix now. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? You said four more things. More vocal tracks. Uh, more um, things. The horns are playing a bit. Yeah. Uh, in the background. So, like, you get a swell on a girl like you, you know? Yeah. That's, uh, 145 is my timestamp for that. Yeah, that is correct. Um, but, yeah, it just, like, feels bigger in a lot of ways. So that Yeah, you do and you switch- get a faraway horn in between that, like, that G major to F major break. This the break. break. Yeah, there's a Hit few the... of those little things. It's just like stuff mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah. Which kind of also happens on the later choruses as well, but we'll get back to that. That's much later, yeah. I've realized. I'm like, oh, that's almost coming up, but it's like, no, that's like minutes later. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, you know, bigger stuff, sustains a little longer on things, but similar. Yeah, very similar. We lead up into the chorus again. Yeah, down into the pre-chorus. Big transition into the chorus. I think it's all the same pre-chorus chorus. Yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. But that's because they're saving all their improv- improvisations for the next fucking, like, two minutes of the track yeah. here. The next, like, half of the song. Uh, um, okay, we're not at that yet. I've got, nope. a, I got a note eventually here, but... 
Yeah, we come from here into your, like, this is the big synth sweep that comes in. The synth solo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now it's, like, very triumphant synth, like, lead synth sound. A little brassy, uh, but very synthy. Um, I think we're on a, this is, I think it's a mini Moog, if I'm reading this right. Could be, they use a lot of synths, right? There's yeah, it's oh, synthesizers multiple synthesizers credited, here. So, they've yeah. got a Mini Moog, they've got a Yamaha CS80. Possibly oh yeah, and this is uh, there is actually profit? an like, not important but Gamut? interesting note about this. So uh, the keyboard solo section is uh, sort of like a best of. It's really a compilation of multiple keyboard lines that Paik and Steve Bocaro were recording on different instruments on different synthesizers. <laughs> um, although Paik credits Bocaro with coming up with the concepts and playing most of the parts. Okay. So you're getting just like this kind of cut up treatment of a bunch of different tasty licks they found. I mean, there's a lot of tasty stuff here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like really yeah, you cool. Get this, like, kind of rainfall effect yeah, after rainfall that, that triumphant rise. Yeah. So like real good stuff. Yeah. And it leads into a guitar solo. Love those fast runs down. And there's even like some like a marimba sound that kind of does the run, you know, that might yeah. also be a synth. It could be, yeah. Uh, also, in the background, you're still getting the the sustain, the not sustain, but suspended chord thing. Yeah, that rhythm. Yeah, the rhythm section is just staying strong, um, but not like overpowering. They're it's no. honestly barely noticeable. It's just holding things down. Yeah. Um, and then it leads right into a guitar solo around yeah. like three ten. It's only about twenty seconds long. It's a lot going on in 20 seconds. Yeah, and it takes us right back into uh, pre-chorus. <laughs> yeah, right into a pre-chorus. Um, and now let's talk about this pre-chorus, because there's yeah, something I noticed in this that's it's a little not different. in any other. Your mark around 328. Yeah, that's it's my mark. Right after the, yeah, is the guy going, crazy? Crazy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which, like, fair enough, you're probably right. That's probably what's actually going on here. Yeah, yeah, not quite a year since, since she went, went away. Crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that she went away or it drives you crazy. Just a weird random line. There's also like, okay, I have uh, another at 3.35 is my timestamp. Yeah. And there's like this thing. Is that where he goes up now? She's go. Yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of the other like Toto signature I'm finding is they love to do like vocal ad libs that are just like out of pocket. Like yeah, just like kind of goofy. Yeah, and just they're just do, always doing them. Like some of the bi- it's some good of the that best they're parts. Fun. It's good that they're having fun. But this is like even on Africa, they like to fucking wild out and. and yeah, what happens on? A- I can't remember what happens in Africa now. They, they sing songs. They sing songs about Africa, but they're always doing like like they do more of the like traditional stuff. I would say on that one. Okay. Which we get on here where it's like. <laughs> Right on the uh, following chorus, yeah, and the like, hoo hoo yes, and the yaha girls, and all that stuff, yeah, all that good stuff, all that good stuff. Like they're just like making noises in the studio, but again, technically proficient, so it's all in key. Yeah, it all like works. (laughs) Um, The other thing here, I was like, oh yeah, this is the outro. We're ending. No. This course, yeah, this is is where you look at your your phone and you like check the timestamp. You're like. Still fucking a minute and a half left. How's there so much time left? Because <laughs> there so there's a whole left. other piano solo. 
Yeah, this is again like we're in jam band territory where they're like, I don't know, fuck it, chuck another solo in there. Which was supposedly a spontaneous jam during the recording session. Yeah, so the song was meant to end. Yeah, which it and sounds then, like it's gonna. Yeah, and then there's a quote here from uh, uh, Lukather, the uh, one of the one of the dudes who says the song is supposed to end, but Jeff carried on. Jeff Picaro, yeah, who was playing. What the fuck was he playing on this? Uh, drums. <laughs> And now I've lost the quote because I had to look and see what he was playing. But Jeff was playing. Jeff carried on and Dave started playing the honky-tonk piano. And we all just followed on. So this bit is probably, I feel like, okay, I like this song. I've said that already. I would understand if you would just cut this part out. And I think that's most of what happens in in this uh, single version. Yeah. Uh, Though I forgot to listen to it. Why would you, when you have this beautiful honky-tonk piano? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it's got to be yeah. the 434 mark, then, that things are, the, is like, that yeah. was the real ending, because that's when the honky-tonk piano comes in. That's a, yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, that plays, plays a little, like, guitar solo, but then it becomes a guitar solo yes. after, after that, and the piano just plays, like, the one riff. Yeah, it does they're its, basically like, doing a blues jam here. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And then you just get that like on the piano. Yeah. Um, and that's what we fade out on. Yeah. It's like guitar solo. Because even like the brass is coming back in. True. Those guys suddenly realize like the song wasn't ending. So ending is a little awkward, but like it's cool. It's, I get it. It's what I expect from Toto. Again, because like I feel like these guys, if they didn't have like professional sensibilities would just be a jam band they'd have like yeah they have, like their chops are what they are <laughs> yeah they're just they're all chops but like luckily these guys had been in enough like studios with other recording artists that they're like right we gotta make a hit they're it's, like okay <laughs> you know 5 30 at the most like we gotta cut most, this down it's like and we're gonna we'll have a single version that chops off some of that and it's like mm-hmm. we can do this like they understand the 305 principle at least in theory and that's in theory them they just bump it out further. they flip the numbers you know it's yeah. 5 30 instead of 305 yeah they, they mix them around a bit they're like i don't know still works <laughs> <laughs> like, it's three and it's a five yeah, but that's your song. Um, what's interesting about the next part we're going to talk about here, we talked about Eye of the Tiger back in, last summer. We did. And uh, they talked in that. They're like, oh, I don't know, music videos were so new at the time, man. We just kind of fucking had like us jamming in a warehouse and us walking down a street like it's yeah. pretty bare bones. And you get a bit this of that contemporary. It's yeah, and like the contemporary, like what I think gives this video the edge is they're like, I don't know, music videos are just West Side Story, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, you got dancers. That's great. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, Also, Steve Barron. Yes. Is back. So we just talked about Steve Barron. Yes. Doing um, As the World Falls Down. That's right. And here he is. Here he is again. He's again. He also directed Africa for these guys. He yep. directed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. He did a lot of work in this like eighties to nineties. He was yeah. all over the fucking map here. Indie films, music videos. Uh, other big credits on this is we got Cynthia Rhodes playing the uh, the the lead female in this, the dancer. Yeah. And allegedly Patrick Swayze shows up. Yeah, he kind of. I saw a guy who kind of looked like him. Yeah, he's when everybody gets like a little too close to each other, like kissing distance from each other. He's wearing the white, like sleeveless shirt. Yeah, 
And that's maybe Patrick Swayze. Somebody on Song Facts, some lunatic, was like, listen, no, you watch his guest star appearance on MASH, and then you compare. It's like, he's like, that's the same time. There's no fucking way it's the same guy. <laughs> and I don't know, and I didn't that's do hilarious. enough look, research to actually care, but I have to trust the lunatics on Song Facts because they've been right at least once. So. <laughs> and maybe they're right here. Maybe they're right here. But yes, but, uh, this is a Steve Barron classic. It's also the full version. Like, this is 531. Yeah, 531. And, you know, we get a lot of... There are some of the same ideas in Eye of the Tiger. People jamming out in a warehouse, basically. Yeah. Um, but It we looks open, more like a set here, though. Yeah, like, it turns out to be, like, this set of, like, what is either just regular New York or post-apocalyptic New York? Yeah, it's a bit of post-apocalypse, but maybe it's just like urban decay that yeah. I've never been exposed to because I'm from Calgary. Um, yeah, not that yeah. we don't have urban decay, but on a different scale. You You're know? from the suburbs. Yeah, exactly. I, I live, live in, in urban decay. I look out my window and I get to see urban decay. <laughs> um, Looks a little like this, but uh, with more sunlight, I would say. Yeah, oh, yeah. It is definitely, it's very gray. And I think that was a, a deliberate choice because Rosanna is like the color. Yeah, she's wearing a red dress. We we start with just a, a close up on her legs walking by a chain link fence. There's all yeah. this trash here. As we shuffle in. Yeah. Um, she does this like, I guess she must be dancing, but it doesn't make sense in the shot because we just see her like kneel down and it's still <laughs> the close up on the feet. So we just see like right, red dress come feet. down. Um, but she's walking through, she's got a red dress, she's got these high heels on, she's like, she's the girl, yeah. right? Yeah. She's Rosanna. Um, mm. And then the band is behind, on the other side of a fence the whole time, they're sort of yeah. fenced into this area for the most part, um, yes. away from her. A lot of close up on the singer's faces, one who's wearing massive aviators. Yeah, that's Lukather. Yeah. And then the guy with the mustache is... Um, Kimball. It's gotta be, yeah, Bobby Kimball. And what a mustache. What a mustache. So yeah, yeah, she's dancing around the set. It it looks there. So she goes by a burger place. I'm just noticing now. There's a pawn shop at one point in the very distant background. Yeah, not even a the, significant shot. Um, in the very like up close foreground, there's like a glam stop sign. <laughs> Got like lights in it. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's a lot of visuals, you know. So you got to yeah. kind of. So they're doing really doing the like. There's some color, but it's mostly dim. But then yeah, it's got to be po post apocalyptic because those buildings in the background are slanted. They're at an angle. <laughs> yeah, everything's fucked here, man. Everything is fucked in the like. It's beyond urban decay. It's <laughs> it's post nuclear. But yeah, we there's got, like, like there's like uh, clotheslines everywhere. Yeah, at least one. There seems to be just kind of one prominent clothesline. <laughs> Possibly, possibly two. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, they're close together, so maybe I'm just splitting them up in my mind. But yeah, maybe. she's dancing, basically, as, as they play their music. Uh, and then there's the other part of it, which is, as you said, West Side Story gets compared to West Side Story because there's, like, dancing gangs. Yeah, there's even a quote. I don't know if I pulled it from the band, but they're like, yeah, and suddenly it's West Side Story on set. Like, they kind of just, like... <laughs> Figured it out day of. They don't have the fight choreography of West Side Story. No. That's for sure. Um, but they but got it makes dudes sense. looking like greasers. Like, it makes sense. Well, it makes sense because, like, they... Like, it's, you know, Romeo and Juliet story, right? It's this young infatuation story. And that was the idea behind the song, as we yeah. know now, right? Like, but it's this here teenage thing. It's it not, comes they're off. not teenagers. Yeah. But it's, it's less Romeo story. and Juliet in the story here than it is, like, 
horny like dog men in this post-apocalyptic world getting getting a smell of a woman and going fucking nuts right they're just looking at her and she only dances there's shots of her like walking by this chain link fence that they're behind and she's just kind of like tapping her fingers on it and they're like sniffing at her hand and like going fucking wild like these (laughs) these men are (laughs) fucking feral dude yeah um yeah, there's not there's not much for her to really do other than dance, and they kind of maybe fight over, but also not really. They get close enough to kiss each other. Again, they're just they're fucking bursting with hormones here. They're so goddamn horny. They don't know where to put that energy. But first, I do want to talk about the band's uh, enclosure here, where yeah. the the keyboardist is like inside of scaffolding. Yeah, he's got his own little scaffolding area. I think that rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so it does, yeah. And you get to see the hand drummer there, those those big ass fucking bongos. Um, yeah, you get to see the bongos. Those are cool. I didn't even realize there were bongos in it before this. Yeah, um, and then you yeah. got as like a sort of chorus, like you would have in a musical theater stage show. These fucking the brass section up on the rooftop. Yeah, sort of in silhouette. Yeah, which is cool. It's a cool shot. Great shot. Um, and there's a few things like there's also another shot where like finally we get um uh, what's his name uh Bobby Kimball singing and like he's super close up but stuff stuff happening like in the background so you get mm-hmm. this sort of like um depth of field thing yeah they're tr- like this is so much more like, interesting yeah than the Eye of the Tiger music video despite yeah. being contemporary absolutely I mean this is Steve Barron man yeah you know he he knows his shit. He does know his shit. So, like, yeah, it's he, very dynamic in that way. So, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And we get, like, an illusion, or I guess just a straight-up reference to, like, her behind a window when around, like, 145 when he's sitting there singing. She's behind a window. And, you know, like, in silhouette? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, you get that kind of callback to the line about seeing her face on the other side of the window. You know what? Sorry, I just wanted to observe something. Some of the shots in this feel mm-hmm. like... So in a more modern video, we might do a like superimposition of a face over a shot, right? Right. But in this, they're actually setting up the shot to have multiple levels. So there's something happening on either side of the shot, and one of them happens to be a face that's like looking like three quarters turn kind of thing. Whereas yeah, they're, the easier yeah. way to do that would be to shoot those separately and just paste them on top of each other. Mm-hmm. They're really taking advantage, like you said, of like depth of field yeah. and then using practical effects to do what we would do, like superimposition and things to sort of like like make easier as a process. Be like, okay, well, this, we'll just put it over top. Yeah, but yeah, because you've got him like sitting there singing, so we get the pensiveness and you can see his boys approaching and you're like, okay. And they're, yeah, they're something's going on. In their like greaser outfits. Yeah, and then we shift the shot and we see uh, the silhouette of her and it's like, okay, so, and it's still him being pensive. You're like, you kind of get the idea that he is thinking of her, like maybe the window there is not real, but it is like a projection of his mind. Yeah. So there's some really cool shots in this. Yeah, fuck, Steve Barron's knocking it out, dude. And yeah, like, he loves getting, because after that you get uh, your boy Bobby Kimball right up close, right in your business with that mustache. Yeah. And then her in the back dancing, and it's yes. just like, hey, yeah, use all the fucking space. Yeah, which I guess for a music video is important, because, you know, you gotta show a lot of flashy things very quickly. 
Yeah, but like this is before the like the examples of music videos before this are like the Beatles movies. <laughs> and like True, some it's still promo so early. Things. And like Video yeah. Killed the Radio Star was out. Like this is still eighty two mm-hmm. though. It's really early on. So we're it's really just getting on. into things. And like we keep mentioning Eye of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. So much more basic than this, you know? Yeah, I have the Tiger was like, I don't know, we've got like, because I have the Tiger ends with like a high school looking concert. There's like a, a yeah. little shitty glittery right, banner. Right, they just have like shiny things. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, these guys cool got stuff. a beat. So yeah, we kind of lead up. We got dudes hanging on the fences. We get, got more jam footage. Her driving these dudes fucking crazy between the chain link fence. Yeah. And then eventually there's like kind of a showdown between the two gangs. Kind of. They mostly just get really close to each other, and there's a mm-hmm. like, choreographed slap. Ooh, I, I missed the slap. I think. Yeah, it's right at... Here, let me see if I can find it. Well, a couple slaps. It's sort of a dance. Like, we'll go to, like, 426. Yeah. And they do, like, three slaps. Yeah, also, like, the, the fucking dance is supposed to be, like, your climax, and it takes... Yeah, I see that. It is a very, like... Yeah. It's very dance style. Yeah, which is uh, similar to West Side Story, where they're like, we're dancing, but I'm also stabbing you. Yeah, and then, like, West Side Story just involves a lot more jumping, I feel. Like, That's true. Really like, it's very, like, ballet, back. almost, in West Side mm-hmm. Story. Um, or what I would identify as ballet, perhaps incorrectly. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, so, the most Swayze we get, if it is Swayze... 425 yeah. is my timestamp. I feel like yeah, that, you that might hit 424. That's the guy who's supposed to be Swayze. Yeah, which like I can kind of see it, but I could also not, I could, it's, like I, if you told me it wasn't him, I'd also believe you. Right? It's like, so 50 50 because I like I like looked up some shots of other things, and I'm like looking at this, and I'm just like I don't know. Yeah, like, like I don't maybe know for if sure. you if Swayze was had at one point said like, "Oh yeah, I was in that music video." I'd be like, "Oh, of course, yeah." Yeah, if there was just like a quote where he's like, "Yeah, it's me and I I met Toto and I was like, "Hey, this is the third best song you guys have ever made." <laughs> I'd be like, "Hey, yeah, I believe that Patrick Swayze was there now." Yeah, at that People point all their best three best songs were already were out, dude. It was done. <laughs> they were finished. But why people really love this fact, Cynthia Rhodes and Patrick Swayze were both in Dirty Dancing. Right, right. And so that's why people really, I think, cling to this dubious fact of him being in it is because, like, look, these two dancers went on to dance more. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 they did. Yes, they did. In a really good movie, sure. But. Yeah, great film. Um, What else do we get? There's a... Well, kind I of the end the of the please fight. Please don't litter. Uh, <laughs> please yeah. don't litter. The very uh, end of the fight, the fight, they do, yeah. like, a sort of slow motion, but, like, at normal... um like frame rate so it's like, like choppy yeah it does I look choppy feel like we've seen in steve Barron stuff before but i would believe that now i don't have an example yeah so they kind of i guess he's he's beat this guy at that point but we cut yeah. pretty quick to the band and then probably the horniest moves from cynthia rhodes here one yeah leg up on she's the got like a litter. leg up on the please don't litter sign and and just she's does just more gyrating dancing. man she's like dancing a bit yeah there's more dancing from the guys who are fighting, maybe? Yeah, we kind of, like, like, drop the fight premise, and now everybody's just, like, doing their... It's, like, just the freestyle section. It's yeah, like, which... Everybody do your dances. Kind of fits in with the song, where they're like, well, we have a bit more to do. Yeah, they're like, we got a bit more time. Uh, we get another... Which is also why it's a bit confusing that they didn't use the single version, but I don't know. 
I think maybe they just like, I think it's the same reason they kept this in. They just kind of liked what they were doing. They're just like, <laughs> they were enjoying themselves. So both during the recording of the original song and during the making of this music video, they're like, I don't know, we got enough footage. Why not just do the full version? Yeah, I mean, there's stuff. See, I'm trying to look at this Swayze again, like 505. I feel like that's the guy. But I don't yeah. Know. He's making faces. It's Yeah, the thing is he's making faces and it's just like a little too much for me to, to know. say either way yeah. yeah i'm i'm leaning towards no though it does it looks a little off to be swayze yeah and i just think like i don't know like, wouldn't i recognize swayze now should we go to like a psychic or like a like a spirit medium and see if we can contact swayze and ask contact swayze and ask him in the music video <laughs> i think it'd be worth it yeah <laughs> i think it'd be a worthwhile investment but celebrity mediums are you know so expensive Probably. Do you think you gotta pay extra to get a celebrity? Get a celebrity? Probably. They're like, listen, I can get to Swayze, but it's I gotta talk to his agent. It's a whole thing. <laughs> like, it's what? gonna be a whole process. <gasps> You're gonna have to come back next week. You're like, fuck. All right. Okay. How much do I have to put down in advance? Two hundred dollars. <laughs> fuck. <Yeah>, that much. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's kind of the end of the video. There's a little more guitar soloing from Lukather. Mm-hmm. As we get to see that part, you're talking about them like smelling her as she walked by. This is yeah, and they kind of like they, they like, like move turn their, their heads. heads and they're just like, oh god, please, like, oh it's Rosanna, but it's everyone's Rosanna. always separate from Rosanna. Not always. There's a bit of the video where she's like dancing with them more directly, but yeah, they have a scene where they're kind of the group around her, like her yeah. posse, as she dances and they do some like snapping or whatever. Again, very West Side Story inspired. Yeah. Alex, we got to start talking covers here, and we got to start with something that's really only half a cover. Uh, Frankfurt <laughs> Rock Orchestra with Bobby Kimball in 1990. Bobby Kimball himself. Yeah, this is where I looked up Bobby Kimball, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you're Same like, name. hey, it's the guy from Toto. This guy from Toto. He has a mustache. He's got at least had. We don't know. Do you got a confirmation on a 1990s mustache? Um, he had a mustache in 2007. Okay. That's the most I can say. That's the most you can say. 90s was a notoriously clean-shaven era for humanity. It's true. He could have gotten rid of it. He could have gotten He would have had enough time to grow it back. Yeah. 2007? 1990? That's a 17-year gap, Alex. Um, but let's talk about the, the Frankfurt Rock Orchestra, a.k.a. Radio Symphony Orchestra Frankfurt. Yeah, I think they're from Frankfurt. Yeah, that's correct, Alex. <laughs> uh, they're affiliated with the Hesse Broadcasting Co- Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, before 1970, they've been around a long time. It was founded in 1929 as Frankfurter Rundfunk Symphony Orchestra with Hans Grossbad as its first principal uh, conductor. Yeah, and they're doing this, I mean, in this era at least, it was mostly these like classic rock covers, right? Yeah, that's well, that's their thing with the, being the rock orchestra. They do rock, like radio rock covers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this, this to me really is like what Toto wanted to do. This seems like functionally. Oh. Because it's just like, what if we had even more instruments? Right, it's like, it's more maximalist. Yeah. And that's what really I got from Rosanna was they're like, let's see how much shit we can do. Like they have a best of synth licks session in their they song. Do. Like, they do. 
So it, this is what we get here. It's bigger, richer, uh, and you still got Bobby Kimball holding down the track here. Yeah, singing both parts. Mm-hmm. I guess which on the original he only sings half. Yeah. But he's maybe got the stronger vocal range of the two. He definitely sings the higher part. Yeah, which leads me to believe he can sing the lower part. He seems to be able to. It does it in this us. version. In this um, version. Yeah, I would say to me it's just like it is very similar. It's a bit like softer overall. Yeah. Um which I think comes yeah. with the orchestral just arrangement. We get woodwinds, we get kind of yeah. richer sounds from the horns rather than that sort of sharpness you talked about on the original. Yeah, they definitely aren't as tight. Mhm. Um The other thing, uh, the drums are a bit simplified. Yes. Even on this one. And I wonder if that's more of like a, well, we made it more of an orchestral thing. We didn't want to do this like complex shuffle when we have Yeah, it might have been just a bit too busy. Yeah. Um, I, I would believe that. And so, whereas some of the other ones, I'm like, no, they just couldn't like do it. Yeah, they just like couldn't do it. Um, whereas this one, I would be, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that they were like, oh, no, we, we just thought it was too much. Because yeah. you still get like the rhythm. It's just not, there's less stuff in there, you know? Still get a bit of that shuffle. Yeah, they're focusing on, like, the key beats rather than putting these triplets in. They're like, exactly. well, it hits these notes, the kick, and snare, and it's like, there you go. Yeah, is this live? Um, it'd be weird if it wasn't. Yeah, it, it seems <laughs> like it's gotta be, right? Especially the way, it, like, the vocal is recorded. I don't think the vocal is recorded amazingly. Yeah, you can, and, but, like, but He's it's fine hard for life, enough right? that it's it's entering the mix. It's not getting fully yeah. swallowed, but like he's he's fighting to be there. Yeah. Um. But he's there. Yeah. But yeah. like you get such big money off of like every time there's a sting in this, and it's fucking like woodwinds, strings, it's just and like every drums right? hitting it. You're like, holy shit! <laughs> Is Rosanna a good song? You start to say to yourself, and <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Who could say? <laughs> Who could say for sure? Not us, apparently. Uh, and, uh, okay. I have another topic. Anyway. It's a small topic. Yeah. How do you feel about electric guitars in in orchestras? It's... Because I don't typically not often good. like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, in, like this, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, especially early on. I don't know. I feel like maybe sometimes the electric guitar just gets swallowed up by everything. There's a few cases of it where I've heard it on like video games live or something like that. Right. Where I feel similarly. Um, I'm fine with like symphonic metal, but I think they just make the guitar so big that it can like um, compete. And maybe it's just a context thing, but I also feel like the guitar is such a separate thing from the orchestra. That yes. it sort of has to be its own orchestra, and if it's not big enough, then it just feels small. Yeah, I think you have to build around the guitar for that kind of orchestra. Mm. And this one does not. And you're right, because there's a very important moment here during, where we go from like the instrumental section, they kind of make space for the guitar, and it just, like, the guitar is not big enough to fill in the hole that was left by this massive like orchestral section. So it just falls mm. pretty flat. Yeah, and it ends up sounding just small. I mean, I keep saying small, but... Yeah, it sounds small, and you're surrounded by massive instruments. So it just, like... Yeah, it doesn't do a whole lot here, and you'd probably be fine to just remove it. Yeah. 
or replace it with something else that's part of the orchestra, you know, like they did with all the synthesizers. Yeah, right? like do something that's tonally appropriate because you hear all of these like rich organic sounds and then just a wing yeah, left such end. Cool stuff. Like I really like the strings playing the synth sound. It's really good, especially for the like runs down that yeah. you get um, in, that, uh, in that synth solo. Um, I like the flutes playing the, they do the like um, major sus chord transition thing like a uh, rhythm yeah. thing um on the on the verses and that's cool with the flutes um and then of course like as you said the the huge um transitions and like the big hits just the yeah. big moments are just so massive right um other than they're a little looser but that that's that's okay mm-hmm. it th- there's a worse version of that yeah <laughs> um but yeah so like guess, this it's, version it's cool instrumentally largely a delight the vocals are basically the same as the original so there's oh, very nothing close. yeah really lost there it's a pretty solid version that i think actually you get a little extra mileage out of it because of those those rich orchestral sounds yeah with a few maybe issues but solid all around solid all around um alex i don't know how to pronounce the last name on this next guy yeah i don't know i was just going to say noguera Hey, there you go. But he's also um, Brazilian, and I don't know if that's correct. Well, hey, Emerson Nogueira, 2003. The Brazilian guitarist and songwriter doing this version, Al Vivo. Al Vivo live yes i know i heard it i was like this sounds live <laughs> and it turns out yeah it means live it means live so he, he does a bunch of cover albums his supporting band is called versal acoustica which means like acoustic band i'm gonna guess uh this like one is weird because we open with like an acoustic guitar rhythm, so we've abandoned the drums, the shuffle, and then we get like a very country acoustic guitar lead in. It is a little country, eh? Yeah, it's weird. Um, but I guess that's part of the acoustic, but also it feels a little more of that like American acoustic. I don't know enough about like different Brazilian genres, um, to know if there's something there, right? Like, is it actually yeah. influenced by like some past? Um, or some wave of Brazilian music that is not bossa nova, right? Some some kind of older uh, bossa. But I mean, the, really, the important thing is the very beginning, where this is just Wonderwall for like half a second. Yeah, of course. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but not for very long. Um, yeah, you get the weird country guitar intro, and then he just like kind of mumbles his way through the first. Yeah, it's verse. a bit mumbled. Uh, it's very smooth. Everything kind of runs together the way yeah. he sings it. And it, sound, it makes sound, everything sound, sound very, like, smooth. Yes. Uh, everything's very smooth and continuous. Um, the shuffle's also simplified on this. Kind of yeah. get some kick from the drums, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely simplified. And then everything, all the synth is moved to, like, piano and guitar. Yeah, it's like if you look at the music video of the live performance, there's him, there's some backing singers, mm-hmm. and then uh, the rhythm guitarist who looks almost exactly like uh, this guy. Wait, hang on. Did I write down the wrong name here? For what? 
Yeah, oh, is that from a different thing? Yeah. That's where there's definitely a live version of this. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There is. Did I see it? I could have sworn I did. Rosanna. I put in the wrong name. He does have a. Really but he does have a guy who looks just like him. I just, for yeah. some reason, put the wrong one in here. Okay. I, who the fuck's Daniel Bullaventura? Did we talk about him last week? Uh, yeah, we see. did. That's what it is. I was doing, I was uploading last week's episode. Uh, yeah, Bullaventura. Yeah, we did. He's also a Brazilian actor and singer. Yes, that's what confused me here. That's, yeah. I just got, but no, yeah, in this video, he does have a guy, black t-shirt, same looking <laughs> acoustic guitar. It's like he's he's got his own clone on stage. Just off to the side, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very like small setup. He's got some backup singers. It's all very soft, this version. Absolutely. Soft and smooth. Yeah, and we say that not Bossa Nova. Like, it's Brazilian. Doesn't sound Bossa Nova. I wanted to uh, specify that. Um, The other thing they do, so like their transition to the chorus... Yeah, it's so tight and it's so like tight with the the rhythm and the original. This one right. is a little slower and a little, it's softer. It's not in a way like it, it's a little in terms of like where the hits are relative to the beat. There, it's like shifted back a bit. It doesn't sound slow or wrong. It's just like less tight with the pulse. Yeah, it has that kind of. And a lot of these covers are gonna have this feeling of like like kind of cheapness, kind of pared downness. Like they just can't do the tricks that Toto was doing because it's just it's so tight, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it just comes off a little like flat, a little uh, like community theater production value. Like I thought, just... this one wasn't too bad for that compared to some yeah. of the other ones. This I one feels like on they made ones. the decision to relax it a bit. Yeah, um, just in the style. But it does it, it does relax it. It, almost too much for me. It's a bit too slow. It does, yeah. It does make it soft in that. And like, I don't love the because there's two vocalists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like a female solo vocalist as well. I don't mm-hmm. love her vocal for this song. Yeah, she's not great. She's like fine singer, but I just feel like the style is not doesn't quite fit. Yeah, it does because she takes what's supposed to be the the heavier parts. Yeah, exactly. The like more exciting parts that they mm-hmm. like really go for and kind of like really softens them up in her like high gentle range and it's yeah it's quite different so it feels very different i would say overall because of all this yeah plus they cut out all the solos all of them they're gone yeah uh so it's quite a bit shorter um two about two minutes which is a smart move i think it's a smart move yeah um and yeah it's just i mean it's different overall i thought it was a decent cover um but definitely yeah it's a lot like softer in that way uh, it's not a, doesn't have as much punch and uh, but I kind of like the smoothness to it you know yeah there's a bit of like reflection in there it gives you more of this idea of a guy who's just like thinking about this old relationship and like oh maybe if I just give her everything <laughs> like all yeah. right <laughs> I can give it a shot yeah might as well I give it a shot why not what else am I doing <laughs> just feeling bad for myself yeah Let's come on it. so yeah it's a bit uh, it's 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 relaxed shorter it's not bossing over it's all right it's okay this yeah. one let's let's go the opposite soft let's go hard baby let's go bonfire in 2018 2018 
German hard rock slash metal band from Ingolstadt. Yes, founded by Hans Ziller. It's a fun Hans name. Guy. That's a fun name. Um, yeah, this one's quite heavy. Got the distorted guitars. Um, although it's interesting. Yes. So their first, you know, the first half of the first verse in the song is a little different from the rest. Yeah. That's the like lowest point of the song, and we don't come back there. No. When they do it, they do it, they got like this piano in it, and I don't love the way they do that first part. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It's You're sort of about right it feels, here at the intro, and, or? Well, the part with the first verse, into the verse. Okay, yeah, where the piano enters. Yeah, so, like, the guitar is playing this, like, really monotonous part, and if you're just listening for that guitar, it's kind of grating. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it, it does sound, like, to the point of just noise and not distortion. It's like this, but... Like, it sounds like something But, you know, and I don't know. I didn't love the way they did that. Um, just that part, because I feel like every the rest of it, like, is big enough and feels like uh, this metal version. But yeah. that first part, they kind of only go halfway, and it, it I don't think it quite works. Yeah, it's interesting, because we talk about a lot of, like, German or European uh, metal covers, and yeah. they always have these, like, powerful set of vocals behind them, and usually a band that matches that energy. Mm-hmm. And here we do get that. It's pretty classic German heavy metal covers. They're going pretty hard and high. It's, like, pretty powerful. But, yeah, the composition around it is a bit light yeah and i guess maybe that's like their hard rock slash metal so it's not like metal metal yeah but there's definitely some weird moments and like they have all the stuff right like especially like you get into the the pre-chorus then it starts to get a little more metal like you get that like guitar chugging and the vocals start to do the wail and like big organ all that stuff and he's like yeah that that makes sense you know that's metal stuff um Mm -hmm. and then into the um chorus also you get your big distorted guitar your drums do that like slow down thing like go into halftime so it just like feels like so important you get so much space for everything and you get the synthesizer and the organ and everything's huge but what's really weird is like you get to the solo so this is like three minutes in yeah and it's it feels like there's like dead space in there yeah you can't pick up on that yeah, it's uh, it definitely feels a bit like slack. It feels like they missed the beginning of the solo, or if, mm-hmm. and I don't think this is a live version. It might yeah, be, but well, yeah, you can really hear like the gaps in the solo. They do a weird thing with their solos where they're not like just a steady like move. They do a lot of like and then like stop. And it's like, okay, like they break it up. Like it's William Shatner playing the fucking guitar <laughs> and Shatner solo. Yeah. What it really reveals is just how like generic their backing rhythm is. Oh, it starts to sound like this is just a, a fill track. Like somebody, like when you learn to play instruments and you just find like, okay, I play bass. I'll find backing bands that don't right. have the bass in them. And then I'll play the bass to it. And that's what this starts to sound like when they hit that solo section. Interesting. I, I did notice like their drums are definitely simplified. Yeah. Um, also, particular. their synth sounds like shit. If we're talking about tones here. <laughs> it sounds fine in the mix, 
But then when you come oh. to like three minutes, three ten, when it starts to do a solo, it's terrible. It definitely it could use a little bit faster attack. I think I feel like it's a yeah. little slow, which is a bit weird for this version. That's funny. Yeah, it's uh, not great. And yeah, the, their solo work is uh, like I can see that being a good solo structure, but you need a backing track that has a bit of life to it in that case. But it's like, not enough. It's not enough on this one. Yeah. If, if they were doing the original Rosanna shuffle, that might work because then you got some time to appreciate those triplets and go like, oh, there really is something like holding up this song. Right. But they've they've simplified it so much. You don't. Have yeah. That. that it's just it's nothing. And they're not the only people guilty of doing backing track work, but uh, <laughs> like this is the first one we hear that really has that sensation. But like sometimes, like they're 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 lyric, they're like vocals are exciting enough. You get the like hard. I think they could do it. Yeah, like the vocals are good. They know how to do that high and like clean kind of vocal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you need some some instrumentation to back that up. They're also clinging just a bit too closely to the original in terms of like. Like all the, the, even in the solos, they're like taking direct chunks it is out close, of it and being yeah. like, we gotta do this, we gotta yeah. do this. It's like, guys, Except, just fucking. I actually solo. think their final solo is stronger because it's just their own thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and that's the ending. They end kind of strong. Like the end, they do like the chorus, and then like big rock ending. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy though. So you go funny. to like 505. You'll see a phrase of the guitar solo ending at 5.07, and then three seconds of dead air before we fucking get the next bit. Three, yeah, yeah, they got that deadness. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's very weird. It comes off as a bit of a practice session in that regard. So, like, they do got some chops, but tighten it up, guys. Like, just make this sound like it's not, you know, somebody in their bedroom. Make it sound like you guys actually thought this out a little bit. Yeah, and then you just hear that. I mean, I complained about the monotonous guitar line. Well, it's there too. So like, yeah, dun, 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 dun. which yeah, that monotonous guitar is boring from the original bass line, which on the verses does basically fuck all. It's a bass line though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a guitar part. Anyway, um, yeah. So like the weird technical stuff like that. Um, and the thing I mentioned where the solo like doesn't come in at first and kind of fades in like they were playing it all along and it didn't get picked up or something and they yeah. couldn't record it um, most of the stuff's pretty close but not quite the same in like some weird ways um, but like there's some okay stuff but it's kind of not that much of the track honestly <laughs> it's yeah it's a great demo for what you could do with this song yeah but you need to do another take on this because like and they even do this kind of hackneyed big rock finish kind of thing like straight you don't like rock the big rock band. finish because there's not enough juice behind it to get us there you know it's i don't feel the rush the it's like damn fuck it and we're done i hope that was big enough for you these guys are very lucky this week that uh, we got kind of a ringer for most dog shit cover coming up, and that's <laughs> Rich Wetzel and Grooving Higher in 2018. Grooving Higher. More like Wet Pretzel. Wet Pretzel. Yeah, rich we talked wet about cell. Rich Wet Cell. That's so, not which, a real slang term i don't think how about bitch incel is that bitch something so <laughs> i feel like yeah that works better i'm telling people a bitch is maybe you know not a, not true a i mean days. but like bitch 
Pretzel. I'm just stuck on pretzels. I'm hungry. Pretzel. Wetzel's pretzels. This, is the, this guy should have stuck to making pretzels, I tell you, because we've yeah. heard his cover of Carry On Wayward Son. Um, That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Where um, he makes uh, saxophone sound like a balloon losing air. It was not good. It was not uh, good. This is that. Is he's his bodybuilder? That's and right. Also trumpet player. Yeah. Uh, so let's set, first off seven minutes. What did you just get tired of making a playlist this week, Alex? You're like, hey, here's seven minutes. Here's we'll a long one. Out. <laughs> yeah. Then we'll hit thirty. Um, no, I wanted Rich Wetzel and Groove and Higher on 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 the playlist because we talked about them before. Yeah, I get. Like, listen, everybody gets at least two shots on this show. This is their second. Their second. <laughs> I never want to hear from these fucking guys again. <laughs> um, so the this group kind of does like vaguely jazzy covers of songs. Yeah, big brass um, emphasis. Yeah, and. But similar to that one, I feel like it was worse on on Carrying My Wayward Son, but like yes. kind of a weak guitar sound. It's okay yes. on this one, but one of the guitars is definitely weak, but it doesn't play very much, so it's fine. Yeah, and this is another example of like they switch to the guitar in the solo section, and he's just like so tiny and quiet. Yeah. Also, I, the tones yeah. on both the guitar and the bass, dog shit. They're terrible. The guitar, yeah, the, the early guitar is, I think, worse. I thought the solo guitar was fine. Yeah comparatively i yeah it is almost like they both kind of find their tone about five minutes into the song but you're like <laughs> it's too late at this point well this one i mean it does the jazz thing because it plays the song and then is like solo time yeah that's why this song is uh almost two minutes longer which i'll give them that structure's present in the original true we have two big they solo sections it. they just extend it that's not the biggest crime of this song. The biggest crime is that those seven minutes are Rich Wetzel and his grooving higher group. <laughs> yeah, which, I don't know. It de- I mean, definitely doesn't have the production of the original, that's for sure. Um, Certainly not. Partially, like, it's kind of hard to hear the the rhythm. I was trying to figure out if they were doing, like, the full shuffle, but, like, the drums aren't that easy to hear, and sometimes they sort of cut out for other stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. So I'm, like, trying to listen to it, and then, like, wait, where'd the drums go? Like... <laughs> No, the emphasis on yeah. this one is really on brass. Yeah, and the and brass. Vocals. Yeah, there's vocals. At least when it's not a solo. And what we can say about the vocals is they are present. Yeah, he's like fine. It's not much that much energy behind them. No, I really dislike on the choruses where, like, he says, "And I have to say," he he changes one of the lines to be that. Right, Rosanna. Yeah, meet you all the way, and I have to say. And I have to say, have to say what? Rich. Rosanna, yeah. Okay, you had to say Rosanna. Great. Would have said it either way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's and this is the one where you really get the like loose horns on the transitions. Yeah. Well, that's the um, thing, right? Yeah. Even with the pre-chorus, which is supposed to be this like take it down, take a little intimate, get a little whisper going. Yeah. Um. Which. I forgot to mention on Bonfire, but they actually reverse it on that, and I thought that worked pretty well. They sort of, like, double time there. Mm. But here we just have, like you said, this looseness. It's just like, yeah, some horns are farting left and right, and, like, the guitar and bass are mixed so low that any noise they make is irrelevant. Here's the pre-chorus. So, not amazing. No. Um, And then you get three-ish minutes of outro, solo saxophone um trumpet solo which i think it must be rich playing because he's a trumpet player yeah um actually it kind of the baseline the baseline's okay 
it uh, gets kind better of like you get a trumpet end. like back and forth kind of between the trumpet and the bass which is kind of yeah a sort of muted trumpet um and then the guitar comes in for a little more um yeah and that's kind of it yeah well like yeah half this half of the things on this like the instruments on this track sound like they're just leaking in from a studio over like the it walls do, yeah. are too thin. <laughs> there's definitely some like weird not great production this is not product you know producer of the year whatever no this is not the production of the year production and then the yeah it in the same way that the original devolves into a blue jam, blues jam, this does the same, except one is the skilled studio musicians turned band Toto, and the other is Rich Wetzel. <laughs> and Grooving Higher. Grooving Higher. Um, yeah, unfortunately, they, they don't quite get it. Yeah, so that same like backfill vibe I got from Bonfire, where it's like, okay, this is for you to practice your solos over. Same fucking thing same here. Same here, Rich Wetzel. Yeah. Yep. Um... It's not, yeah, not great. Uh, They're not rocking it. Not rocking it. Somebody who also is not rocking it, but deliberately because they, they love their soft music, Kayak in 2019. Kayak. Rosanna, Rosanna. Didn't know you were looking for more than I could never be. Uh, did you know that they have an open mind and complete musical freedom as indie artists, and they strive to create deep and honest feelings through their music? Yeah, I did read that. I read that they're also equal parts jazz club, pop charts, and indie nerds. Yeah. So, who are they? They're a folk indie pop duo made up of two guys, Emil Gullum... Gullhamen? Yeah, Gull... Gull... Um, they're Swedish. And Marcos Ubeda. You sure it's not Ubeda? Um, you better, you better. You bet. Um, <laughs> you bet. Uh, um, yes, so what's another funny thing, like I looked through their description and it was talking about musicians they played with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, impressive enough, that's probably a good way to do it. Uh, but all the people they listed are like not solo artists. They're like just other musicians who would support solo artists. So like, I guess that's probably good because you're, you know, not just it's modern day Toto. They're not just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not just like, we've played with Alice Cooper or whatever. Right. They're like, we played with... Um, Rich Wetzel. Legends that I don't recognize the names of. Victor okay, Bailey. Like local legends. I don't know. Maybe that's a super big legend. I, oh, I looked them up, actually. A Panamanian-American jazz drummer, an American trumpeter, flugelhornist and composer, and oh, a bass player. Should have got the flugel oh, on this track Ooh. in their final years. Okay. Anyway, so this all this to say these guys do your soft, uh, sweet vocals with a little piano behind it and some acoustic guitar. It's gentle. Yeah, gentle they made it version. slow, bit sad. I mean, bit it's sad. We've we've heard similar ideas. I do feel like they have put more effort in than some of those other ones because they actually yeah. have different sections. Like, um, and they're like they're like all right. Uh, so like there's a verse with uh, like piano chords and then you kind of get guitar strumming sometimes and then in the pre-chorus uh, reduces the piano chords and then there's more guitar uh, and piano kind of synced um, and yeah. then the chorus gets more notes like you get arpeggios on the guitar and then the vocals harmonize so like yeah you get three different things happening as opposed to some other like we do an acoustic version it's just me strumming and singing yeah, and the whole thing sounds the same and, and running through the song no, yeah these guys so do have, have some dynamics to them 
Um, yeah, it's very dramatic. Like even that pre-chorus is like, oh my god, <laughs> this sounds to me like the version that would play when you decide you're gonna like, like Rosanna died, I think, in this one during childbirth. Oh yeah, during and childbirth. You're like, yeah, and you're like, fuck, I gotta raise. I'm gonna raise this kid for us, Rosanna. Like. <laughs> This is, yeah, much, yeah, sadder in that way. feel like this could end up in a movie or a trailer or something. Yeah, it's certainly from that lineage of popular covers. Like, um, But definitely, like, I, I think it's more successful than, than your average. Like, we did an acoustic cover because um, it's not just soft and slow, but it is soft and slow. Um, there's some decent ideas in it. I don't know that I think it all comes together in the end. Yeah, for me Do you at like least. The backing vocals that go. Ba-da-da. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, something they try. It's okay. They do try that. Uh, there's a muted trumpet later on once you hit like three minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's where ba-da-da also happens there too. That's right. Yeah, three minutes for that. I noted some like woodwinds coming in at some point too. Oh yeah, that trumpet coming in. Yeah, yeah. So there's some things like that. Yeah, I just I don't know about this one. It's it's fine. Yeah, it really echoes out on that trumpet too. It's a version that yeah tries some things in the soft like space. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't hurt this version, especially after the the last one we just did. This is like a bit of a salve. It's a bit of like cool it. It's okay breathe <laughs> but yeah it's it's gonna play in the background of a cafe and that's pretty much the extent of its power like can't do much more yeah but we can do a little more and that's getting to our final ver- verdicts of which we there can. are three categories today the worst version the best version and in honor of the song rosanna the third best version <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. What's the worst version what's of this? What's the worst version? Why is it Rich Wetzel? Why is it Rich Wetzel? Um, I'm gonna spread the love a little bit, and I'm gonna give it to. I think I'm gonna give it to Bonfire because I feel like there was so much potential there, and sure, I just yeah. feel like they really fell flat in a lot of ways as a metal yeah, cover absolutely. for Santa. Um, and part of it was like they weren't quite committed to the the conversion into metal, and and uh, didn't quite get that some parts should be more intense and some parts should be i don't know and there's a lot of things missing out like i'm still just stuck on that like weird thing they do in the solo where it like doesn't come in yeah and then it comes in like partially halfway and it's like weird it's, uh, yeah, so their choices on that are on. very bad yeah and bonfire would be the worst in any other week where rich wetzel wasn't in the gang <laughs> so, like yeah bonfire does a lot of sloppy things but rich wetzel just like doesn't like music or people or people who listen to music or something. He's on like a quest to, to make people miserable. And he's, he succeeded here, which is what earns him the worst. It's just seven minutes of fucking drivel. Uh, well, let's flip it. Alex, what's the best version? What's the best version? Uh, this is kind of a tough one. You think that's going to be tough? Think about third best. The third best. <laughs> I got to rank them all now. Yeah, you got you got at least ranked to three. <laughs> um. All right. I'm including the original in in that though. Okay. Maybe we'll see. Uh, give whatever. It to the original. <laughs> yeah. Third best. Toto. Um. No. Absolutely not. Um. What is the best version? I think. The best version might be the Frankfurt Rock Orchestra, which I didn't even love that version. 
That's because I think the secret is you can't even love Rosanna. Because I think, <laughs> like, theoretically, the Frankfurt Rock Orchestra version is maybe, like, bar none, the best version of this song. Like, including the original. Oh, maybe. I don't, I don't like the original. But, um... Well, the I original's think, good, but yeah. I think the Frankfurt feels like a full realization of the Toto dream. I feel like it's, yeah, it's the best version. It's just, like, the original again. Even including the one of the singers. So, like... I think that's it, yeah. It's, yeah, because like there's so much synth on the original, and then the the dare with Frankfurt is just like, what if it was all real instruments? You know, what if it was non-synthetic? Yeah, and I don't even like the guitar on this one. No, um, but hey, but that happens sometimes in life. Sometimes yeah. life is about not liking the guitar on this one. <laughs> sometimes, but yeah, I I do think Frankfurt is the best here. Um, Alex, third best. Third best. All right, so Frankfurt Records is the best, and the second best is. Uh, hmm. I Basically, do feel like I have to engineer the whole ranking to find. I know. Three. I'm just like, okay, so we've got a best, and now we've got two that are the bottom. So then it leaves two more. So I'm like, what's number two? Is is Kayak better or is Emerson? Whatever. And wait, are you including the original in your factoring of this run? No, I've decided not to. I'm doing that. And so for me, it's Frankfurt and then Toto. And then at the bottom end, you have Bonfire and uh, Rich Wetzel. Wetzel. So it still comes down to Emerson, Noguera, and Kayak. Yeah, it's just you're wondering which one's better, and I'm wondering which one's worse. Worse, yeah. And I think. between the two of them, Emerson rubs me the wrong way the less. But it's kind of weaker vocals on that one. Kayak is at least making, like, Kayak is braver. It tries more things. Emerson is safer, but maybe delivers more on some of those things. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's got issues with the vocals. Yeah. You Kayak, know what? Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give third best to, um, to Emerson. Okay. Yeah. Which is so Frankfurt Kayak Emerson. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I think I'm going to give third best to Kayak. So we're kind of in agreement. <laughs> yeah. Just using different ranking systems. <laughs> uh excellent. Awesome. That's great. Uh that's our final verdicts. If you got a similar opinion, different opinion, want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on the app formerly known as Twitter, hashtag cover me pod at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wise. Guys, finish comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at covermepod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. We're out there. Uh, be sure to rate and review us. We are on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube Music, Podorama. Pod Bean, Podcast Addict, uh, Spotify. Uh, you can find <laughs> us there. We're around. Uh, tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones about us. What you can do this week to really get the word around, sit down with your family, your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones, your enemies, and have an honest conversation about what the best Toto track is. Just, we gotta know. Lay it out flat, and then once they ask you, because you're going to talk so seriously, and they're like, well, where did this all come from? You'd be like, you got to listen, cover me. And then they're going to listen because you were so serious about it. They're going to be like, we have to see what's going on here. And we'll see how far they get. That's what you can do this week. Um, That does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, all I want to do when I wake up in the morning is cover me.